Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again. With Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What is up? What is happening? It is in this league. With Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh, Chris Pavona on the ones and twos. Any of you? Any of you out there? Because guess what? It is the game seven of the World Series. We are we are watching this live. This is the show for you and me and Bavona. This is well, the football right? fan. The football fan <laughs> yeah, that doesn't care fan. anything about this. If you're out there and you're listening and not watching, please interact with us. You know, uh, oh my God. Twitter stuff on Twitter, Facebook, you know, uh, call in, you care. all the stuff. Yeah, let us know you care. Just do uh, because that in general it, also. It's just a, let us know be, you care. That's a good point. That would be a really good, let's just make that a thing, everybody. Like, whatever's going on, you just make sure that you take a couple moments out to make sure that we're okay. Make sure that we're taken care of, that we emotionally feel okay. This is a big sports week. It's a very big sports week. The World Series Game 7 is going on right now as we are doing this. The Astros have a 2-0 lead, unless my uh, the thing I got up on the internet's a little lag behind. But the uh, Astros are currently up as we're recording this. Bogman, I don't know if you know this. I got a couple World Series 7 nuggets for you. You ready? Oh. If the it, Astros win. the first win, nugget that I was, I was at. Game seven of the 2001 World Series. I mean, I knew we were going to talk about like World Series in a little, a little bit later. If we're talking about Game I Sevens. I mean, yeah, I was there. I know. No big deal. You were there. You know, you were there. But if the Astros win, it uh, in its 56 years as a team, this will be the first World Series championship for the Astros. You probably knew that. But if yes. the Dodgers win, uh, since we're counting World, this is from an article on ESPN. Since we're counting World Series crowns, this would be the seventh for the Dodgers and the sixth since the franchise moved to Los Angeles in 1958, but it would also be the first since 1988 when Kurt Gibson, Oral Hershiser defeated the Oakland A's in five. And we're down to game seven, baby. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, game sevens are always a lot of fun. Uh, somebody, you know, in our group me room from the ITL Army said, man, this is shaping up to be a lot like last year's game. And I was like, there's even clouds for a rain delay. So, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, but last year, how could you beat last year? And this year's great. Huh. How could you beat last year? By the newest, greatest one, because it's amazing. But I will tell you this. That's not the only craziness, that, the craziness that's going on because there's so much else that's happened. The NFL trade deadline was lit. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was. We got stuff. Stuff happened. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> That's the best way to describe the NFL trade deadline. Stuff happened. I heard Jake yesterday, Jake Seeley from On Target, talking about uh, how he's like, this is the best trade deadline I've ever seen in my life. Of course. He's like, and, and I'm old. I'm in my 30s. Now you want to know what? Two players getting traded would have made it the best because nothing ever happens, and it did. So we are going to talk about the NFL trade deadline, what the impacts were, where does it all shake out. We're going to talk about the Ezekiel Elliott saga, which we took care of weeks ago with a flip of a coin, which yeah. we do. And the most amazing news of the day, 
Josh Gordon. He's coming back. He's coming back, my friends. Hello, are you out there? Are you out there listening <laughs> to the World Series, watching the World Series? Listen to here. Talk to us. There's more you coming don't up. Listen don't go to anywhere. Joe Buck. No, no. Don't go anywhere. World Series. All that coming up. Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. The next screw that falls out is going to be you. In this league. What was that? In this league. You just bought yourself another Saturday, mister. Oh, crushed. <laughs> Speaking of crushed, by the way, George Springer with a two-run shot. It is 5-0 Astros. Bye-bye. Let's go, Astros. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Dodgers. We're Diamondbacks fans, just so everybody knows, so we cannot yeah. wait for the Dodgers. So. Yeah, I mean, Dodgers and Astro fans aren't listening to this anyway, so what does it matter? What does it possibly matter except it's, uh, it's a good day to be alive, to watch the, you know, there is something. Of, oh, look at his face. I'm just watching you, Darvish's face just crush. There is some type of um, happiness. It's one thing that sports provides us. It's a real life context of seeing someone's soul be crushed because you don't want to yeah, see like man. you don't want to see like people die you don't want to see horrible acts and you know people lose their jobs you don't want to see it's those not things. the col- it's not the roman coliseum yeah. you know they're not yeah, exactly tigers, you know we're not looking for people's heads to be chopped off and put on stakes what we're looking for is we want to watch the most miserable moment of someone's life that doesn't affect them moving forward and we get to see it in well, sports i get to see darvish's just soul be crushed. I get to see an, a Dodgers uniform just turn to mush. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has real-life ramifications for you, Darvish. You, Darvish, just lost a lot of free agent money. In the eh, it's overrated. He didn't lose a bunch of money. He'll be fine. I mean, look, someone's still going to overpay for a pitcher because there's still plenty of teams with awful pitchers out there, but you can't deny that he just lost money. I just don't think he did. He got them to the World Series, though. Like, what's he going to say? Ah, he had one bad inning. They're not going to look at that. He's not, no, he he, his other start was awful, too. Yeah, it was. Remember you, Yuli Gurriel, three-run bomb in the first inning? I know I know everybody yeah. else remembers it. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm. It's kind Every of unforgettable, one of it. the Welsh. Mm, tastes so good, you guys. Mmm, the tears. Feels yeah, good. All right. tears, you guys. <laughs> I want to talk about some huge news, though. You know, this is one last thing here. Only huge. fathers can understand this. And uh, I just want people to appreciate this. If you have any uh, fantasy takes or about what I'm going to say, you can please call in. We're desperate because no one's listening. 844-84-FNTSY. That is the phone number that you can call us. 844-843-6879. You can call call in at talk about the World Series. Any fantasy football-related questions, it can be about Zeke. It can be about the trade deadline, start and sit. Or it can be about what we're about to talk about in Josh Gordon. But you, you don't know this as not being a father Bogman. There's no better feeling on the planet than following tr- uh, Halloween, trick-or-treating, than going into your kid's candy bowl and taking candy out of there. 
and eating that candy. <laughs> There's no better feeling on the planet than you come home, no one's around, you go in that big orange bucket and you look and you're like, look at this. I didn't work for this. Nobody's, nobody knows. It's allowed to be here. I'm going to eat this Reese's. I'm going to eat these Skittles. And I'm going to love it. It's an amazing feeling. It's like watching the Dodgers be down 5 nothing in the World Series. You just tell your kid that he's allergic to Reese's peanut butter cups. And oh, from now on. I'm like, he, hey, he, dude. He's can't like eat not eating them. I'm like, sour cat patch kids are really bad for your teeth. Just give them to dad. Dad'll take. I don't know. Ones. He'll get rid of these. Bavona, Bavona, do you know how the uh, the bracket, the 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 on target uh, Halloween candy bracket wound up? Who won? I mean, it had to be Reese's Pieces by like a million, right? A million I, miles. I gotta be honest, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh guys. come on. We, we had to talk about don't. this. Bogman well, thinks Joe, I have a hot take. Oh yeah, you yeah, finish you your thought. We'll go to my hot, hot take. take. Well, Joe also had a hot take. Joe is obsessed with York peppermint patties. I oh, love York peppermint out. patties. He oh, he yeah. put them over Sour Patch Kids though. <laughs> and they have him on a Monday through Friday slot. Get out of here. That is the most. He put okay. I'm a. I will put over a York peppermint patty like nobody's business. Now, if I'm never something with mint, I like like Andy's mints. Like Andy's. no, no, York peppermint patty is hands down the best mint. It is Man, not better not than like Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, no, it's not. Not even close to me. I'm not a fan of York, so. Oh, really? That's that's a, okay. So, but I but mine. Okay, so Bogman thinks. Do you think this is a hot take? We but we all agree that like Reese's needs to be. This a, is like about to be the most the controversial thing that you've ever said on air. Ever. Okay, yeah, we get the bleep button ready here, Pavona, because we might upset people, or you might have to bleep me. I said. I agree that the top three should be Reese's, and there's three Reese's products that belong in there. There's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, there's the Reese's uh, Pieces, and then there's, I mean, honestly, this might be number one. This isn't the hot take. Those uh, those Reese's the sticks, sticks, those are yeah, amazing. Those, are, those are incredible. If you don't like those, I, get I out of here. I cut them in my fridge right now. <laughs> yeah, but they're money. I think the Reese's Pieces overtake the Butter Cups. Nah, I mean, that's just... Like the Reese's pieces are like the white trash version of the Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't completely know disagree. What you eat, you're talking about? You eat two peanut butter cups and you're like, eh, all right, you know, your 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 fingers are all chocolatey and I don't know. You just it's it's who it's are a, you it's a, a big, skinny guy? No, but I'm just saying about? it's a big undertaking. Like you buy one I of those four hundred of them and then I throw up and then I eat four hundred more. What are you what talking are you about? Yeah, I'm not gonna say that joke. But um, the Reese's pieces, <laughs> you can just go at them. You could just you can go a handful. You're like, oh, these are really good. It, it's small in quantity, more biting. I don't know. I think the Reese's pieces they taste incredible. You want to you want to blow your mind? Go have the Reese's peanut butter cup with the Reese's pieces inside. That's just that's just death. That you're just going to kill yourself. Yeah. And they only make it I mean, it's a in bit diabetes size. They only make I mean, it in the, diabetes size. I think the big cup is probably the the best one. Uh, but I like the sticks and the traditional. Reese's peanut butter cup, just so far over the Reese's pieces. I, Pavona, get on funny. here real quick. Get on here real quick. I need to. I need to hear your take. I, I, I like. Want, I'm not trying. Anyone else agrees with the Welsh's take? I want. This to hear is not that. trying to be a hot take. No it's one just, does. If you're the given only the preference, one. you put pieces and the butter cups in front of me. I'm going to take the pieces. Is that crazy, Pavona? No, it's really not crazy. I'm. So yeah, it is. But the thing is, is that crazy. I'm still going to say I like peanut butter cups better than pieces, and that's okay. Yeah. 
Because they're better. But I'm not going to say that you're wrong for saying that you think pieces he's are wrong. better than the peanut butter cups. He's not wrong, though. He's absolutely he's not. You really he can't. Is. You can't go wrong with this. This is literally like saying, like, what do you like better on your pizza, pepperoni or sausage? There's no. Di- there's really to me. There's no difference. Pepperoni, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple. See, that's what happens oh, now. You West Coast <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew that was coming. That's okay, but uh, very, see. very West Coast. I, I can do pretty much anything except for black olives or mushrooms on my pizza. I or tomatoes because like you hate the consistency. No, if I, you like, put... I actually like tomatoes on pizza. Like, I don't like sliced tomatoes. I like diced tomatoes on pizza. You put five Reese's Pieces in front of me and a buttercup. I'm going to take the buttercup. The buttercup is going to be better. But you say you can have a two-pack of Reese's or you can have a pack of Reese's Pieces – I'm taking the pieces. Who is limiting you on this? Your mother? What are you talking about? You can have as many Reese's pieces as you want. You're a grown man. Okay, but that's you what can I'm have just as many buttercups as you though. want. One buttercup. I'll take one buttercup. Any more? If if we get you know plural, then I'm going to go with the pieces. I don't think this is controversial. I think I, I mean the sticks are the best. Sticks should be number one, but people not enough people know about them, so they don't put them there. We, I'm just glad that you're one. saying this on a show where everyone's, no one's watching listening. the World Series. Okay. It's, that's that's all. That's because because you just sound like a fool. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, I mean, we we no interaction <laughs> whatsoever. I don't. I mean, I don't even know if we put a poll, a poll out there. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. I would say if we had a poll, if I got forty percent on the Reese's you pieces, won't. I think that's a win. It is. You won't. You won't. I I, I think twenty percent. You'd be lucky to get. See, I think that's wrong. I don't know. Reese's piece. I mean, you can't let's, put the sticks put out the there. Let's put the poll but... out then. Bavona okay. to the polls, please, to if the, you to will, the sir, on Twitter. We'd appreciate that. Okay, so put it out there. You guys can vote. We're, we're, I mean, we're not copying off of – because we don't even know. We don't even know what the hell the, the voting was. But it doesn't matter because the top has to be Reese's. The top non-chocolate product is clearly Sour Patch Kids. It's not even close. And uh, then it's just done. Starbursts are pretty strong. Nah, they're not even. I mean, I have. I just a, ate a Starburst. A I just ate one of my child Starbursts. It was the best Starburst I've ever had because I did no work for it. He did all the work, but it's still not better than Sour Patch Kids. And the best Starburst is which one? The red one. Which color? color? The reds. Yeah, I, the red. I, That's clear. Orange pink. is acceptable too. Oh, pink! Oh, pink's the worst. Yellow's no, yellow. No, is yellow's the, the worst. worst. Pink is the no. best. No. That's strawberry. Uh, uh, the red's the best. Red's the best. I, well, orange on this. is acceptable. I, I'm like one A is red, one B is orange, and then the rest. I don't care. Eh, I think yellow is uh, is underrated. We're getting out candy. See, I I, I, have, I it's disgusting the wrappers <laughs> I have in front of me right now. If I took a picture <laughs> of what a fat pig I am, of what I just stole from my kid, and I'm just sitting here looking at it, <laughs> I, it's just it's embarrassing. And there's Reese's. There's no Reese's pieces on here. There are some Reese's in there, maybe a I Starburst about... or two. I thought about buying a bunch of candy, and then I was like, I will get no trick-or-treaters at all, and it'll just go all down my fat gullet. So I didn't. I just didn't it. buy any candy. So all right. We, no we need to talk fantasy. So. Well, it's the fantasy <laughs> polling of, of, of the Reese's. We're, we're talking about the number one and number two seeds here. Which preference is it? So go FNTSY Radio. That's where the poll is. You can dial us in. 844-84-FNTSY. I want to talk World Series. We're going to talk Josh Gordon when we get back. Ezekiel Elliott, NFL trade deadline. Maybe you? I don't know. I don't know if anyone's out there. We'll talk to you soon, though. It's in this league. Bogman the Welsh. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? 
or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, fellas, here's how it works. $15 for it. In this league. What's this? In this league. <laughs> if you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. <laughs> Welcome back. It's In This League on World Series Game 7 night. That's right. So it is. It's Bachman and I talking into an empty microphone. All right, microphones are here, but maybe uh, empty listenership. I mean, you can well, prove us know. wrong. Yeah, I dare you. Well, game seven is uh, it's getting out of hand here. Yeah, five nothing. Tune it off. Nothing ever happened. No teams ever come back. Just turn it off. Come teams back to the Fantasy Sports Radio come Network. Back in the postseason, especially in this series. What are you crazy? Give me, give me eight four four eighty four FNTSY. If you got any questions about anything. And if you want to uh, help me and my poll results on the voting, uh, get in on there. FNTSY Radio. Early, early returns. It's not looking so good for me so far. I think I might be the only one that's voted on Reese's Pieces. <laughs> so, uh, it maybe is uh, 92% it to 8% right yeah, now. Maybe go, uh, maybe go check it out a little bit. Um, I told you 20% would be a win. Yeah, it's true. I mean, 20% would be a win, and it's uh, I'm very far away. So I want to talk about <clears throat> there's so much to uncover with uh, what's going on with the NFL over the last like 48 hours. The NFL trade deadline was huge. There's there's um, huge. I mean, there's just it's so much that I can remember in this span of time. But I almost thought of this like um, like 10 years ago, or I don't remember the exact. It could have been more. I was working an event uh, at the uh, NBA draft with the Phoenix Suns, and I was at the Phoenix Suns arena. And they were doing some stuff, and they had a pick. It was late. It was the year that, if I'm remembering this correctly, they traded the pick away, or they they drafted Rondo and then traded Rondo to the Celtics. And it was this whole thing, or maybe it was Sebastian Telfair. It doesn't matter. But what they did in this draft was they knew the whole time they were trading their picks. They weren't going to do anything. So they had this, and this was Sarver. This was early in Sarver's time. And he had this whole big plan thing where then, after they traded their picks because they had Thousands of fans at the arena, hundreds or whatever it was, and they brought out Amari Stoudemire, and they were like, "We didn't get a first round pick, but guess what, everybody? We got our our real first round pick, Amari Stoudemire." You know, it's this big fake bullcrappy thing that nobody <laughs> cared about, and it was like they're trying to sell us on it in a That's positive here. tone. He came out on crutches. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mom was screaming out. at police officers in a positive tone. So yeah, taking baths and wine and stuff. A positive tone to it, to how you could look at the Josh Gordon news, is this was like the last drop in the NFL trade deadline. Like, we saw uh, new spots open up. You know, there's a new spot in Dallas, at least, for six weeks at running back. Um, the uh, the Miami job, running back job kind of opened up. Well, you got a brand-new receiver that's going to be coming back, not for as much as you'd want. Josh Gordon is back. I have been calling. I was saying draft him all year long. I am completely right until he gets resuspended, but I'm feeling good today. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you're feeling good today. It's uh, Josh Gordon is an amazing wide receiver, but he cannot play for you until week 13. Yeah, it's and yeah. that's you're in the playoffs. First of all, you have to get to the playoffs. Yeah, and then can you even play him in week 13? Mm. Uh, you can't, can you? <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Here's the reality to the whole situation I mean, with Josh I, Gordon. I, 
I'm excited that he's back because, you know, like I don't think I don't even think they should be testing for weed. I think that's a dumb thing. Well, I mean, that's a whole other that's a whole different conversation that we can't even get into. He is he's Josh Gordon has got his real rehabilitation under his belt. He's got a conditional reinstatement from the NFL, which is going to allow him to I believe he can go to practice like he can't practice, but he can go into team meetings and stuff right now. Then November 20th. He's eligible to return to practice, which then will make him eligible, I believe, November 7th, which sets him up for week 13, which would be one week before the fantasy playoffs. Fantasy playoffs usually start uh, week 14, so 14, 15, 16. Some play till 17. Might be a blessing in disguise for him. Here's the deal, though. It's really tough if he doesn't come back until week 14 to put your major trust into Josh Gordon, but... There's no other guy that's going to be on the wire when you when you're passing the trade deadline, when you're dealing with scumbag league mates who want a thousand billion kajillion things for Alan Hearns. What are you going to do? You can take the chance on trying to get Josh Gordon. I know it's I know it's a risk, but Josh Gordon, Bogman, Josh Gordon's season, the one that we always want to go back to. He got. Let me pull it up here. Go back to I want to. It's 2013. I got it right here. He had 87 catches, 1646 yards, and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. This tweet came out from Ethan Young earlier in today, and it's just one of my favorites. Josh Gordon hasn't played football in three years and still has more receiving yards in his career than Mohamed Sanu. Both were rookies in the 2012 draft. But is that like an accomplishment? It's like not like. No, Mohamed Sanu is a 16-man bi-week fill-in. Like, that's that's what Mohamed Sanu is. And Josh Gordon is, I mean, at best he's a wide receiver one. Week 13, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so much to be said out there. By the way, I was looking at the NFL draft uh, from that year in 2012. Most people don't remember. Josh Gordon was actually drafted second-round supplemental draft by the Cleveland Browns. So he wasn't actually in it. So if you go look at the 2012 draft, you I remember find because him. I was at um, I was at the All Star game in Kansas City when that happened. Oh yeah, was that right after Game Seven that you were at? No, it was 11 years after Game Seven, but I was at the All Star game. I just remember it okay. happening. Going, hey, Josh Gordon uh, for the Browns because my buddy there, you know, he's uh, he's a Cleveland guy. It's a and cool, hey, like, Josh uh, Brown, huh? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Oh, that's cool, buddy. Josh, yeah, Josh cool. Gordon to the Browns. The guy from Baylor? That's cool. He's from Baylor? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but uh, I was like, you should be excited, man. That guy's going to be good. I didn't think he's going to be this good, uh, as good as he is. And, like Carmen I mean, San Diego? Like, where in the world is Scott Bogman? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have a good memory. So, but... Uh, you're everywhere. Yeah, well, he he was great. He was great at Baylor. And, um, and he was great with the Browns. He was great with the Browns, but they had... God, who was it? That was Hoyer the Destroyer, wasn't it? Hoyer the Destroyer. You and might now be right it's Deshaun that. Kaiser the what? The guy that mm. gets benched every week? You know who it could have been? Could have been A.J. McCarron. But Cody? it's not A.J. McCarron. <laughs> could have been A.J. McCarron. By the way, if you missed that, uh, the oh. best piece of the NFL trade deadline was that the Browns and Bengals had a trade set up. And new information actually just came out from Pro Football Talk. I'm going to talk about it in a second. The Browns and the Bengals had an agreement on a trade for A.J. McCarron, which the the Browns would have sent a second and third round pick. That's more than your Niners gave up for Jimmy. That is crazy talk. And um, there's lots of rumors of what happened. I've heard the, the first thing was that the Browns screwed up. 
and they didn't sign the papers and they, or they didn't CC the NFL on the email back. So the trade got nixed. There's Ian been Rappaport, so many different, uh, you know, uh, the, the story that the Browns uh, didn't send in the paperwork is absolutely ridiculous. The story that this didn't happen is ridiculous. Like I've heard that more than I've heard the actual what actually happened. Well, and then then the second uh, rumor that came out uh, was that the Browns, they um, what was it that they they essentially sabotaged it, that the Brown like there was a rift between the front office and the ownership oh. about the trade. So there was internal struggle and that they sabotaged it. Ian I feel Rappaport, like we need the X-Files music when we I know. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ian Rappaport. Kind of reported he was doing. Uh, I think it was on uh, one of the on part of my take. He had talked about that what had what he had heard was it was a mistake. So it wasn't like the Browns were sitting there hooting, hollering, and celebrating and all that stuff. It was just that they did not CC the NFL on it because the original one was like, oh, the Browns are celebrating. Well, new talk from Pro Football Talk. I think it leads a little bit more into the, the second one we just ground. talked about. Yeah, to the second one I that there might have been sabotage because trade by not sending in paperwork. And, and well, the Browns. I, would do I don't know. Did you don't you think the NFL would be like, oh, you know, like this trade was done. You just just send in the paperwork. We're fine. Like, I don't know if they're. Yeah, they I mean, bad. teams get extensions all the time. So yeah, but 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 I mean, I know what you're saying. Who knows? Who knows? We just aren't going to know. But here's one thing. This is what leads I mean, Roger me to Goodell think. Roger loves his rules. You know, this so is what leads me to think that there is more sabotage on play. Because Pro Football Doc uh, reports that Brown's co-owner, D. Haslam, went nuclear on the team's front office after it nixed Tuesday's failed A.J. McCarron trade. So the front office nixed it. So maybe that's a little bit more what it was last minute. It's a, uh, this is just on Roto World via Pro Football Talk. Based on a collection of national and local reports on the topic, it, it appears Brown's ownership has taken the side of Hugh Jackson over the front office because Jackson had worked with McCarron before. Uh, ownership will ultimately decide the front office fate. At present, it's not looking good for the rest of the guys. So there was this major internal struggle <laughs> of, um, of decision here, which that is bodes horribly for Deshaun Kaiser because you're bringing in A.J. McCarron I mean, they're bringing him in just like the Niners bring in Garoppolo. This is going to be your guy. Yeah, I mean, I they they got to do something because Deshaun Kaiser's not working. I mean, it doesn't help when you have no wide receivers and you can't get your ground game going and your best offensive lineman is out for the year and, uh, you know, Miles Garrett has played like two games or whatever. And you said something wrong there, Bogman. You said something very wrong. They have a receiver. His name is Josh Gordon. Okay, how about a Josh, a uh, uh, wide receiver that could play uh, this week or, uh, you know, the last three years? How Ricardo about Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ricardo Lewis, Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt, who's, uh, you know, a borderline NFL player who's missing uh, curfew on the road. Like that's, it's, Is it amazing? The best player on the Browns team it potentially is going to start playing in week 13? <laughs> Hasn't played uh, in three Gordon. years. Josh Gordon comes in, and he's the best player. I mean, he just is. That's what I'm saying. Like, the best player on their team hasn't played for three years. I, it's not that surprising because it's the Browns, right? I, you know, somebody somebody is going to get lost at sea and, like, cast away, right? <laughs> and the Browns are going to draft the, whatever, 2022 version of Tom Brady. They're going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. That guy is going to be rescued. 
And he's going to think, when he hears that the Browns have won a bunch of Super Bowls, he's going to be like, well, this is clearly purgatory. I mean, this isn't real life. <laughs> be like, what year is this? <laughs> what time zone did I go to? This isn't possible. Did I go, have I been on this island so long? I'm in a parallel universe. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the NFL trade deadline and the mysterious better in the World Series who won six straight games. And we got uh, week uh, nine plays coming up. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. It's not what you did, son, that angers me, son. It's who you did it to. Who? Nobody? Uh, nobody. ITL. Welcome back. In This League, Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh of In This League. You can find us on Twitter, at Is It The Welsh, at Bogman Sports. And listen to all the podcasts that we got going down. Uh, basketball, football, we're going to have a World Series, kind of a post-World uh, Series early look at baseball podcast because as well uh the baseball hq first pitch conference is happening this week it's happening i think actually tomorrow thursday friday saturday and the uh, fall stars which is the arizona fall league uh all-star game of all the big guys ronald acuna and uh you know michael chavis and mitch keller and all those guys are going to be there and we'll be there and robles yeah victor robles and um, bogman and i will be there and i will be at a few games and we'll be with uh with all the big dogs, the important people, Eno and Chandler and Spore and all those guys. That's right. We're going to have a great time. I just want to fill you in on this poll. Uh, it is holding oh. at 86% peanut butter mm. cups. Uh, 80, I'm, I'm close. Reese's pieces. I'm close, right? You're close to 20. You're going to count. You're actually going to count 20% as a win. Then, yeah, you're close. I'm, I'm 100% going to count 20% as a win. I mean, this is uh, David versus Goliath. This yeah, is an underdog is, story. Because peanut butter cups are so much better. No, this is mom and pop shop versus Walmart. It doesn't mean that it's so much better. It's just everyone this is knows. This mansion it. versus trailer park. Nah, Reese's Pieces, man. I, it, it's amazing that we're segregating candy to being white trash. It's all just, at the end of the day, when you're sitting in your car lonely, shoving your gullet full of, you know, chocolate and all that, we're all like uh, shameless well, I mean, idiots. Fat, fat uh, you know, it holds no no standards as to if you're rich or poor. You could be fat either way. So It gets us all. It yeah. totally gets us all. So uh, I want to finish up the Josh Gordon talk. Here and um, and then talk about a little bit. He's not coming back till week thirteen. (laughs) No, it's not that quick. Get rid of him. Don't. don't How amazing would that have been if, like, before the World Series ended, he was already resuspended? That would have been appropriate. By the way, in that draft, (laughs) the this was the four wide receivers that went in the first round of the 2012 draft that um, technically Josh Gordon wasn't a part of, but he was part of the supplemental. The first round picks in that uh, draft were Justin Blackman with the Jaguars. LOL. <laughs> Michael Speaking Floyd. Screw ups. Yeah, Michael Floyd with the Cardinals. Speaking of screw ups. Kendall Wright, who I think was a Titan. Yep. Pretty kind of screw up. He's and on this the is a, now. This is as bad as Blackman Getting just beat they went out on by different Trey McBride. Dude, AJ Jenkins with the 49ers. Dude, First who round. is AJ Jenkins? I know exactly. I think he played as much as Justin Blackman did. Uh but the was AJ the re- Jenkins Ohio State. 
Um, I wanted to say Florida. AJ Jenkins 49ers. Let's look and see what the Google machine comes up with. Oh, whoa, wow. This is a, here's an article from last year. It said, oh, it was 49ers draft history was the biggest bust in the last 10 years. Let's see where <laughs> he went to school. He went to school, Illinois. That's right, Illinois. Illinois, okay. Who was um, that? Juice Williams was throwing in the ball. I was thinking Remember the Juice same Williams? Thing. Oversized with his helmet. Gigantic head. Yep, they had to make a special custom uh, helmet because his head was so damn big. Yeah, Puig just hit one of the track, but uh, fly out. Get out of here, Puig. I'm still your friend, get but out get out of here. Uh, notable wide receivers from that draft, Alshon Jeffrey, T.Y. Hilton, Rashard Matthews, and Marvin Jones. Those were the that best wideouts to ones. come out of that draft. None in the first round, Some good ones. Dude, I was so sold on Justin Blackman. I thought Blackman was going to be Black. so good, and he probably would have been if he wasn't such a, a screw-up. That just yeah. sucks. Well, just I sucks. mean, it's a common theme, common theme with a few of these yeah, guys and stuff they like to get man. down with. I know. What is uh, AJ Dinkins doing right now? Do you think? Um, I mean, you think he, he's got a, He went to Illinois, so he he could at least be selling cars. Let's see. Right? Uh, it looks like the, he was on the Cowboys practice squad in 2015. Yeah, I mean, that he's was the uh, last time he played football. He owns a gym or something. You know. By the way, I am fascinated. With the life after sports for a lot of athletes. I've, I've met a decent amount in different realms, like Andrew Walter, the former Radi- Raiders and Patriots who played for ASU. He was, like, running for Congress. Cry and Yeah, Crybaby. Yeah, total Crybaby made his dad uh, get force him to take the job from a friend of ours that we knew. And um, uh, Brian Jennings, a long snapper for the 49ers. He's, like, a motivational speaker now. I, I Simeon Rice does motivational speaking. It is, like, crazy when you meet I these guys it, outside wasn't of it. it? Was it Simeon Rice who said he wants to come back yeah. the other day at 43? Yeah. He looks like he could go. I saw him a year ago when I talked to him, and he looks like he can go. I feel like I've seen Simeon Rice a couple times because he, he lives near me. Um, yeah. I just feel like if you made it out at 43 and you don't have you know, extensive brain damage and stuff and, and you've got a lot of money and you got a job, like I think you made it. I think you're okay. I know the, like the passion is still there. Uh for all those guys that yeah that sure, played, but I mean you know final stuff with Josh Gordon uh, this this is a good segue Joe Slezak on Twitter he uh, hit us up says I've got Gordon six and two and looking for that Mega Millions lottery pick worth a flyer for the playoffs and that's the big question I would say just to start this and I want to go right to you though is that most analysts I I think we've seen some of our buddies on Twitter like laughing about people picking up most most. People are going to play it safe, and they're going to laugh at the thought of picking up Josh Gordon when it means anything. What do you say, Bogman? You're going to be more of the standoffish on Josh Gordon doing anything. Do you agree, or do you think there's hope? I think for the most part, I agree. Not you know, it's not that Josh Gordon can't be productive, and even in this season, but they don't they don't throw the ball well right now. I mean, you know, because like they don't I have said, Josh Gordon. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's but but it's Kaiser and it's uh, I don't know, man. I just I'm not Let me messing throw a with in a random in a in a standard twelve man league. I'm not you know not fourteen, not sixteen, anything like that. You don't have deep benches. I don't think I'm messing with. I don't want to wait on Josh Gordon until week thirteen, and then I don't even think I can start him week thirteen. So let me throw this at you then. <clears throat> Take a scenario. We're almost out of all the buys, just about. 
You got right. like two more weeks or something. <clears throat> so you're just about out of the buys. And you've got Eric Decker as your fourth wide receiver. You've got three, <laughs> maybe a guy that's a little bit better than Decker and two really good options. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. You got like AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins. Then you've got like Eric Decker and Jeremy Macklin. Would you consider dropping Eric Decker to pick up uh, Josh Gordon, knowing you have no buy issues, so you can start your three wide receivers? Maybe the third guy is a little bit better than Macklin, by the way, just for argument's sake. What I'm trying to point here is Eric Decker is clearly the fourth wide receiver. You don't need to start him. Would you go and drop a guy like Decker to pick up Gordon and for that playoff run? And you're six and two, you said. Uh, well, Slezak was six and two. Sure, go with six and two. Uh, sure. If I'm in that, in that, I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm I don't not sure. Mind. Or would you do it? I, no, you would not no, drop look, Eric Decker to pick up. I don't him. think so because, um, you know, Eric Decker is playing right now. I don't think he's as bad as he's played so far. And if I have an injury to one of my receivers, I don't want to have given away Eric Decker while Josh Gordon sits on my bench to maybe play week 13 if the Browns decide that they want to play him, you know, because the Browns have to accept him back. They are already said they're going to, but you know, I mean, he's late to one meeting and they're like, well, no, you had a chance, blah, blah, blah. There's like too much that can go on. He's messed up too many times. You know, he's kind of burned the bridge to be on my team. So, um, you know, I think Josh, it, it, this is a nice thing to happen so we can see Josh Gordon this season and know what his value is going to be next season. I don't really see, think that I want to mess with him unless I'm in a really deep league. I think I would. I think the scenario I painted, I think that is the perfect scenario for this because if you're sitting golden, the the biggest positive here is if he would you're play week golden 13. golden now, man. Players get hurt every week. Every week somebody. I, I agree. Them. No, I totally agree, and and that's part of the the fear that's in there. I mean, hopefully you've got another option. I mean, maybe the, I mean to the point you could just drop somebody else. I was just trying to paint that exact scenario. You might be right, but where I'm getting at here is that week 13 is a blessing in disguise for him because you get one week to to get the rest off before you get to the fantasy playoffs, and you're not just throwing him out there when you no, don't know 13. what the hell's going on. Oh, you're right. Never mind. I'm done. Yeah, I'd say we. Yeah, the, 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 that's the week before the playoffs. Throwing him out here yeah, in the in your fantasy playoffs—that's scary business. But if you get a week, th- this is the only guy that's going to be on the wire that has wide receiver one potential. It is, it is. Has Joe said it? It is the Mega Millions lottery pick. You have got to be risky. You've got to be willing to take a risk. Maybe in that scenario I painted, you've also got a player. That maybe that third is a flex spot that you can throw in the flex spot. I want to pick Josh Gordon up if it's feasible for my team. You don't want to drop any major asset, but I don't look at Eric Decker as a major asset as Corey Davis is set to return. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I'm not an Eric Decker fan this season either, but I think that most people that add Josh Gordon are going to wind up dropping him for a hot waiver wire pickup in a week or two anyway. So I don't mind adding him now, especially if you don't need him for this. This is the last big bye week week. If you, you don't, um, you know, if you're not dropping a starter. So I don't mind picking him up. But I think that he's probably going to get pitched by most people waiting. So, uh, you know, I but, would but say know. wait for more news. But I think in most leagues, you're not going to have that time. Someone like the Welsh is going to add him. And, you know, we'll see if that lottery p- ticket pays off or not. Again, that's my point. 
I'm the guy that I want to have. Win if you I want to take the risk. Yeah, I, right. I want to take can't the risk. If you don't play, right? It, if it's costing you dropping, you know, a really good receiver. If, it, if it, it's Will Fuller or Josh Gordon, keep Will Fuller. I wouldn't drop Do Macklin it. for him. No I way, mean, not a chance. Really bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess I. I think you can find space elsewhere. I think you can find space elsewhere. It isn't basketball. You don't have three bench spots. You got a lot of bench spots. If you've played your quarterback out and you're in a standard 12 man, there's lots of quarterbacks on the wire. You don't need to hold one. You don't need to. There's guys changing all the time. I think you can find a spot for it. That's my main point. He could pay off big, but you have to be calculated. Got to take risks to win. Are we going to come on here week 15 and talk about how he has 18 yards receiving? No. Absolutely not. I will pretend I never said anything whatsoever. We've never talked about Josh Gordon if that happened. He has 150 yards. I will never shut up. All right. A little bit more trade stuff. We'll talk about week nine. So don't go anywhere if you're there. Hello? Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out. Just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Don't call Josh Gordon fans that. We're not pathetic losers. We're optimists. We see the the sunny side. Grace yeah. guys are gonna clear up. Pick up your Josh Gordon. <laughs> you remember? Grace guys are gonna along. clear up. Bogman. Pick up Josh Gordon. No. I don't know, man. Like it, it's it's the ultimate lottery ticket. I don't like. I don't hate the idea of picking up. Josh Gordon like I, I understand where people are coming from I'm not saying oh it's laughable we haven't seen him play in three years I uh, you know look at what Martavis Bryant did after one year of missing games you know I wouldn't sit here and add up all the stuff that completely makes sense uh to why not to pick him up because I get it like I've seen Josh Gordon go crazy in games before he's a really really good wide receiver I just I I want to see what he does this year and then draft him appropriately next year. I don't a lot wanna, of other things, too. I don't want to be carrying him and dragging him on my team this season. I don't want to do that. Bogman, um, you owe an apology to an, uh, to a listener. You gave out some really owe, bad advice last I, week. You gave I, out I, some I believe this is the first advice. time you, we should say we, the Welsh, we. I don't know out, what you're talking you, about. You, 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 owe, you definitely answered I, the question first with the same thing, and then I agreed with you. So. Show me the tape. Play it. Play the audio. Uh, Bavona. I just know you owe an apology to Alicia. Uh, well, I think we both owe an apology to Alicia because she asked us to Sean Watson or someone else, and we said and you not said to Sean Watson. Deshaun, you said uh, Eli Manning. You clearly I, said C.J. Beathard. Was it Eli Manning? No, it was Derek Carr. It was Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't great either. Yeah. Let's not do that again. Let's not. But who would have thought a rookie going on the road, all that stuff in Seattle? Just like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL now, Deshaun Watson, that too. Yeah, I mean, be better, Bogman. Amazing. Just be better. Just be better next oh. time. Okay, the Welsh. Bavona, I'm counting on you. So it doesn't have to be this show. It can be next show. <laughs> doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. But one day, you're going to pull that yeah. audio.
we the other trades real quick. Uh, well, actually, I want to talk about JHI on the other side of the break, and then we're going to do all of our uh, week nine plays. Uh, we'll do the Already we'll do some spreads. Nine. I know it's crazy. We'll do um, some of the fantasy values out of all of them, but finishing up on the trade deadline, um, not the Ajayi one, but the Kelvin Benjamin one was really weird. Did you hear the the um, I mean, why the idea Sammy behind Watkins? it? What's that? Why did they trade Sammy Watkins? They're just going to go trade for Kelvin Benjamin. This well, didn't I mean, make it, any sense to me. No, it, it didn't at the end of the day. But the, the Carolina side was the weirdest to me. They said they wanted to open the field up for the run game. Like, they want, they, like, Kelvin huh. Benjamin was the thing that was holding them back from opening up the run game. What a slow, how horrible do you have to be? They're like, well, we need you to get off the team so everyone else gets better. <laughs> I saw, uh, I think someone uh, posted in our group me room, uh, just have him run from Carolina to Buffalo to get that weight off. Please, please do that. I, I mean, <laughs> it potentially ups the value of Christian McCaffrey if what they're saying is true, because I would, like when I hear that, all that meant to me was Christian McCaffrey is suffering because we have no space. They, they have no respect for uh, Kelvin Benjamin whatsoever, and they'll just come right up on the box because the corners know that they can follow back up with him, and, and they're going to press him, and that's why. So it potentially, theoretically, opens up the value of Christian McCaffrey. Curtis Do you Samuel see... in the slot, man. He's fast. Curtis Samuel, that's another sneaky one. But what about I mean, Kelvin like Benjamin? Shepard, too. How do you feel about Benjamin in Buffalo? Uh, I think it's completely lateral. I don't, my opinion of Kelvin Benjamin doesn't change from going to, you know, Tyrod Taylor, from Cam Newton to Tyrod Taylor. I think it's kind of the exact same situation for him. So he's like four for 61 every single week. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was the number one in Carolina. He's going to be the number one in Buffalo. The quarterbacks aren't throwing the ball that much. It's kind of the same exact deal. All right. Well, you got what I need by not going anywhere if, if you're here. I mean, I know it's World Series, guys, but join in. Have fun with us. We're going to talk a little bit more trade deadline. We're going to talk about week nine plays. I don't know. We'll see what happened to our stupid poll. Reese's Pieces. The hashtag <laughs> Reese's Pieces up. Don't go anywhere. It's in this league. It's Bogging the Welsh. We'll be back.